Want to make a podcast? Spotify has got a platform that lets you make one super easily and distribute it everywhere and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works. Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else your podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans to the next level, Q&A and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, it's totally free with no catch. Ever since I've discovered Spotify for podcasters, I just enjoy putting these podcasts out for everyone to really like. I highly recommend you give it a try. It's so easy to use. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to www.spotify.com slash podcasters to get started today. Faithful Niner Empire. What's good? What's good? What's good? You know who it is. It's your boy, Jaden the Bay. Faithful Nine. Nerd Empire. What's good? You know who it is. It's your boy, Jay in the Bay. Welcome back to another episode of What's Good with yours truly, Jay in the Bay. Huge shout out to the 49ers Cutback crew. And what a time to be alive if you're a 49er fan. I mean, the 49ers are on a six-game winning streak. We can... Um, you know, win our NFC West division with a victory versus the Seattle Seahawks on Thursday night football prime time. I mean, I can't wait for the game tomorrow. Uh, It's going to be a very intriguing game going up uh, to Seattle. We know we've had some battles against this Seattle team and I thought the boogeyman was gone. You know, Russell Wilson, obviously he's gone, but, um, you know, who would have thought the Seattle Seahawks team would still be relevant at this time of the year? I thought they were just trying to start Geno Smith and just, hey, let's get a top three, top five draft pick. But they've actually done the opposite. They've been a competitive team. Uh, their offense looks pretty good. Uh, the defense is they, they like to get a lot of turnovers on defense. They may not be great in certain like statistical categories as rush defense, pass defense, but they definitely like to create turnovers and they are fired up and ready to play for Pete Carroll. Now the Seahawks have lost three out of the last four games. So I think the 49ers are meeting the Seahawks at the perfect time. If you're a 49ers fan, but um, it's still going to be tough going up there against Seattle. Obviously the Niners have some injuries, you know, Debo won't play Samuel Womack won't play Kevin Givens won't play. So who's going to step up for this 49ers team. Uh, I'll give you some answers for that later on in the show. But uh, let's get into Jay's five big things. Five, four, three, two, one. 
five big number one gotta protect the rock as i mentioned before the seattle seahawks team is top four in the nfl in takeaways they love to uh, strip the ball they love to get interceptions they've got a corner a rookie corner i think his name is tyreek woolen he leads the team with six interceptions so it's going to be very imperative for the 49ers to protect the ball um, I've liked what I've seen from Brock Purdy over these last two games. He has thrown technically two interceptions in back-to-back games. I know the second one was called back, but I'm willing to live with that as long as he can give me the three or four touchdown passes. I don't know how you feel faithful, but uh, I'm willing to live with one pick if he can give me three touchdown passes a game and he can create in the pocket. He can evade the rush, give his receivers more time to throw. But obviously, number one, got to protect the Rock, especially in the running game. We can't afford to really give the Seattle Seahawks offense extra opportunity. So protect that Rock. Number two, impose your will. What do you mean, Jay? Well, what do the 49ers do best? We run the ball. Um, CMC obviously had an incredible game. And what a trade. I know we gave up a lot of draft capital to pick up CMC, like, why are you giving up all this draft capital for a running back? But he isn't just a running back. Like he's a special player. We know he can catch the ball out the backfield. He can run the ball as well. And he's a special player and he isn't a one-year rental. We have him for multiple years, but definitely have to impose our will. That means Jordan Mason. That means CMC. That means maybe we'll see uh, Tevin Coleman if he gets elevated up, uh, you know, on game day. So Another reason why we want to run the ball, the Seattle Seahawks are putrid. They can't stop the run. They allow the second most rushing yards in the NFL. So you know what that means. It's going to be a ground and pound game. And the Seahawks are going to have a tough time trying to slow down this 49er rushing attack. Number three, who steps up faithful? Unfortunately, Debo got hurt in last week's game. Fortunately, it's not a season ending injury. But I think that does leave a void in this offense. We know CMC can basically do everything that uh, Debo can do, but we still need someone else to step up. Hey, Danny Gray got his first catch last week. Maybe Jordan Mason gets more carries. Uh, maybe we will see Tyler Croft uh, maybe get a few catches in this game. But we're definitely going to need another player to step up. Also, who steps up on this defensive line? I mean, Kevin Givens is out. We were already. Um, lean on that defensive line with Javon Kinlaw not being out there. Eric Armstead just came back. So who steps up on this defensive line? Will we see a Akeem Spence? Will we see a Kerry Hyder? Uh, but those guys definitely need to step up. And um, hey, maybe we'll see Ayuk. Maybe we'll see Ayuk get some more run and, and Jawan Jennings. So with Debo's absence, um, the other guys definitely have to step up. Also with Kevin Gibbons' absence, the other guys on the defensive line definitely need to step up and make some plays number four Whew. I mean when I saw that the Seahawks were starting Geno Smith I was like oh well you know obviously they're tanking but uh, I couldn't have been more wrong faithful I mean I know if you haven't seen Geno Smith you know he, he's thrown 25 touchdowns eight interceptions that's a nice three to one TD to interception ratio and I was thinking okay you know those numbers are pretty solid now, is he actually throwing the ball down the field or is he just checking it down to his receivers and they're getting a lot of yak? Well, to my surprise, <laughs> Geno Smith is top three in air yards, meaning 
he's throwing the ball down the field. Not only do they have DK Metcalf, they got Tyler Lockett. They also have Marquise Goodwin. So it'll be a reunion there. We know Marquise Goodwin is a track athlete. He's got speed. He can run. He's very fast. So that's going to be an issue that the Seahawks offense will present to this 49ers defense. Um, and also they can run the ball as well. Kenneth Walker, I checked the injury report. Hey, he's a full participant. So they're going to want to run the ball. But uh, I, I think the Seattle Seahawks offense has been playing well this season. Also, their top two receivers, they're nearing a thousand yard receiving seasons, both of them. So the Seattle Seahawks offense is legit, but obviously this 49ers defense is going to have to get pressure. They're going to have to get after Geno, make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket. And one thing I've noticed, like I love Talanoa Hufunga. We all do, right? We all love Huff. But sometimes, you know, his instincts, his aggressiveness kind of, you know, leaves a, a player, a corner out there on an island when that wasn't the play design so you, you got to take the good with the bad with huff he's going to make those big huge hits he's going to rely on his instincts but sometimes he does that and it leaves a void in defensive coverage we've seen it i don't know if you've seen it we've seen it the last two straight weeks uh, tyreek hill had a touchdown catch obviously mooney war was playing outside leverage so he was he was expecting huff to be on the inside and Huff wasn't there. So that's why Tyreek Hill got that touchdown catch. Mike Evans last week, the same thing, um, where Talanoa Hufunga bit on an inside receiver. Uh, Mike Evans was wide open. So I think that could be an issue for this 49ers defense. You can't allow the big play. Like I said before, um, Geno likes to air the ball out. So you can't allow DK to get behind you, Lockett, or Marquise Goodwin. So I think... Huff is going to have to tighten that up a little bit. I still want him to be aggressive. It's like he got to take the, the good with the bad. Um, he's, I, I kind of think of him as like Draymond Green with the Warriors. Like you love his tenacity, his passion. Sometimes he, he crosses that line. Like you're going to have to have Huff not cross that line, play discipline, and, you know, just do your job um, and still have that aggressiveness, but don't let plays go over the top. So it's a fine line, but I think that's something that the Huff can definitely improve on. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks don't have no problem airing out the ball. Number five, GK. Can we see uh, a huge sighting? Can we see George Kittle get some touches in this game? Um, obviously, Brock Purdy, he went to him early in last week's game on the first drive. I don't know if you know this, Faithful, but the last time George Kittle played the Seattle Seahawks, he was targeted 12 times. He had nine catches, 181 yards, two touchdowns. Like, Can we get that type of, of performance? Obviously, we know Kittle is a mismatch nightmare, and uh, he presents problems to every defense he faced. So maybe if we don't get that much, but at least we should make George Kittle a focal point. Someone else is going to have to be a focal point of the offense since Debo won't be there. Obviously, we know CMC and Jordan Mason, they're going to get their touches, but Ayuk, um, George Kittle definitely have to step up. Maybe we'll see Juwan Jennings. We know Jimmy G and Juwan Jennings had good rapport, especially on third down. Haven't really seen that rapport from Purdy and Jennings, but hopefully that continues to grow. But let's let's get Kittle, you know, let's let Kittle be that, that offensive force. Let Kittle, you know, make his mark on this game. He's got to be the physical presence on offense that we know Debo provides and Kittle provide, but allow Kittle to provide some of that, you know, with that yak after he catches the ball. Uh, let's get into Hey Jay. Hey Jay. Hey, Jay.
All right. Hey, Jay, a segment where the viewers submit questions to yours truly, Jay in the Bay. Let's get the first question. Juice Box. What's good? Juice Box says, can Brock Purdy continue this hot streak in Seattle? Well, Brock Purdy is banged up. Um, he's dealing with a few ailments. Um, hopefully he plays, uh, but I think Brock Purdy can. Um, I, we're not asking Brock Purdy to do a lot. You know, due to his his ailments, will his mobility be affected? I think, honestly, I don't know. That's something that we'll have to see play out versus uh, Seattle. But I think Brock Purdy is going to be doing a lot of this. He's going to be handing the ball off to CMC, to Jordan Mason. Uh, we need to run the ball 35, 40 times and this put this game away and uh, not allow this, this Seattle Seahawks offense to really get going. But, yes, I think Brock Purdy, he can continue this hot streak in Seattle. Um, and I'm looking forward to the game. Appreciate the question, Juice Box. We got the boss. What's good? Who will start next to Eric Armstead on the D-line? Well, Kevin Gibbons got hurt last week. He's, he unfortunately suffered an MCL sprain, so he's going to be out multiple weeks. I would expect to see a combination of Kerry Hyder, uh, Akeem Spence, and possibly T.Y. McGill. I think those will be the three guys you'll see rotating in and out um, you know, next to Armstead, and some of them will be coming in for Armstead. And uh, hopefully, you know, I know the Niners picked up a a, uh, a free agent uh, this week, but I anticipate that he'll be on the practice squad unless there's um, another injury. Appreciate the question, though, the boss. We got Lincoln Hawk. What's good? Lincoln says, what is your biggest concern for the 49ers versus the Seahawks? Man, this is uh, I think the 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 elements, the atmosphere haven't checked the weather out there in Seattle, but it always rains and the, the 12s are are proud fan base uh they, they stand up the entire game they're rooting for their seahawks um, i think for me what scares me the most i think we can slow down the run game i think we'll be not allowing the big play over the top can huff can gibson be disciplined in their coverage i think that's that can be a, a you know a huge deal for this offense if if gino's able to to make big plays uh throwing the ball deep i think that could affect the game the outcome in a huge way so that that's my biggest concern uh, can the 49ers defense not get beat over the top, play discipline coverage, and uh, keep everything in front, which we've been doing really well. But, there, but all it takes is one or two plays, three plays a game where it could really flip the field for the offense. So that's my biggest concern, just slowing down the, the Seattle passing game from a, a deep standpoint. Appreciate the question, though, Lincoln Hall. And now it's time for Fade Away Jay. Man, so if the 49ers win this game, we clinch the NFC West division. We also clinch a home playoff game. Then if we really want to get that number two seed from the Minnesota Vikings, uh, we do have an edge versus the Vikings as far as seeding. Um, they do have a better record, but we have a better conference record. So the, the Vikings, they have their next four games. They have some games. I think they only play one playoff team, I believe. Uh, the, the rest of the three aren't really vying for playoffs. So the Vikings should be able to win, you know, the next three out of four. But you never know. You know, you never know. The 49ers, we've got some tough games ahead of us. Um, you know, Tampa Bay. No, excuse me, not Tampa Bay. Uh, Washington Commanders. They love to play the Niners. They, they <laughs> you know, every time we play them, the last few times, it's always been a tough defensive battle. So, you know, they're not going to they're not going to give anything away. And they're vying for a playoff spot as well. Um, you know, the Raiders, mm, the Cardinals, mm, but you never know. They might want to play spoiler. So 
Uh, but this is a huge game. Uh, it sucks that Debo's hurt. Sucks that uh, Kevin Givens is hurt. Uh, but um, you know, we're just going to have to rely on the rest of our weapons uh, against the Seattle Seahawks team. Of course, I think the 49ers are going to win this game. Uh, I'm going to take the 49ers to win 27 to 20. And I think Brock Purdy will continue to play well. CMC will continue to have a great game. I'm thinking George Kittle will have a standout game. I think he will show up and show out and hopefully Brock Purdy, um, you know, targets him early and often. And I think this defense will definitely have to get some turnovers against this uh, Seattle Seahawks offense. But it's going to be an incredible atmosphere. The Niners are going to be wearing their, their white jerseys, which are so crisp and clean. And uh, I can't wait for this game in front of the world on Amazon Prime. And uh, I think the Niners should be able to take this game. Um, thanks for watching. Yours, uh, yours truly, Jay in the Bay. Another show of what's good. I'll see you guys next week. Go Niners.